Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, Worshipful Brother Joe, and Worshipful Brother Kevin. And tonight, it's episode 117, the great 18 or 21 debate. We're going to be discussing on whether or not uh, people believe, or Masons believe, that you need to be either 18 or 21 in order to be uh, a Freemason. 117, huh? Wow. 117, yeah. Who would have thought, who would have thunk it? Not me. But first thing we have to do is we have to do lights, likes, likes. We have to change that intro. I think I'm going to put a little soundbite of like Nicki Minaj or somebody going, ooh, you like it. I like it like that. I like yeah. it like that. I like it like that. All right. Adrian Poiser, Anthony Hernandez. I doubt any relation to Aaron. Uh, Arch. <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> Still too soon. I'm a Patriot fan. I, can get I away am with too. That, yeah, we're Patriot fans. We can get oh. away with that. Oh. Art Jones, Mark Lindenmuth, and Lee and Tess. It says Lee and Tess Page. I'm sure that's Lee and Tess Page. Yeah, yeah. Lee is the uh, is a brother. Mm-hmm. He yep. uh, joined, hopped on just the other day. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, just a page that he and his wife have. Yep. So, let's toast him. Let's toast him. Let's toast him. Let's do it. Danny Collins, uh-oh, it's the podcast police. <laughs> Joe? Oh, you're catching hell, dude. I'm a podcast <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. Joe, lead it. You lead it this time. All right. Brothers, right hand to arm. Two arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Vivat. That was a good one. Anyway. Oh, we have a recommendation. Forgot about the recommendation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Uh, Rafferty, interrupting. Mm. Have you ever heard about that? The interrupting cow? Broadcast interruptus? No. No? The interrupted cow? Is that what you said? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Moo! <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Mike Sobra. Uh, <laughs> Good boy. day, brothers. Best regards from Lebanon. Awesome. Pennsylvania or like Middle East? Oh, I think Middle East. He's okay. been on before. That's Middle East. Very cool. I had a buddy of mine that was in the military. He was like, yeah, I had to go to Lebanon and blah, 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 blah. Come to find out you had to go to Lebanon, Pennsylvania. It wasn't freaking Middle East. I'm like, you scumbag. Oh you scumbag. That's funny. Oh, here we go. There's one in Connecticut, too. I it's way it. out in the sticks. Like, way out in yes, the sticks. Yes, it is. Past Yukon. 
Mark Lindenmuth. My, my wife went to high school there, I think. Oh, we got to recharge the cannons. We gotta recharge oh, cannons. recharge the cannons. Mm-hmm. Mark Lindenmuth. If I'm saying that wrong, uh, it's par for the course. Sure you are. Mark Lindenmuth recommends the Freemasons podcast. Very enlightening. I've recently discovered my maternal grandfather was a Freemason. Scottish Rite and Raja Shrine. Shaka Khan? Oh. I'm trying to learn as much about the Freemasons as I can. It's important because I know how good of a man he was. And if I can be half of the man he was, I'll have succeeded. I hope to join my local lodge as soon as this pandemic is over. Thank you for all the wonderful insight. And oh. uh, you replied, Joe uh, replied, glad to help. Best of luck in your journey. Very nice. So. See, helpful to petitioners. Anyway. <laughs> Brethren, right hand to arms. Two arms. Two arms. Ready? Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire off. Together, brothers. All right. So let's get into it. The great 1821 debate. And the topic is, is that some Masons believe that you need to be 21 to be a Freemason. Others stick to the age of 18. So Jim Trensky, good evening, brothers. Hope all is well and staying safe. We're good trying. evening, brother Trensky. I don't believe in being safe. <laughs> Live That's life. That's why you have like seven kids. Danger's my middle name. <laughs> danger zone. <laughs> yeah. Ken rides in the danger zone. The dan- sure He drinks do. that black box wine. That's dangerous. Joe goes outside with red hair, so we're all dangerous. In we're the sun, dangerous. too. In the sun, too. We all live dangerously. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <clears throat> let's get into the 18 or 21 debate. And uh, why don't you start it off, uh, Worship Brother Ken? All right. So, I mean, my opinion on the matter is, I mean, it's obviously up to individual jurisdictions. Um, usually it's not a large tradition. Usually I think it's, it's juris- jurisdiction specific on what the minimum age of a man is to be made a Mason. Um, my personal opinion is I think, of a, I think a lot of the subject matter in Freemasonry, especially that of the entered apprentice degree, is really, you know, kind of geared toward a more mature mind. Right. Um, this is my own personal opinion, by the way. I'm not speaking for any grand jurisdiction or our lodge or anything like that. Um, I think if I were, I mean, I know how immature I was at 18. Um, I don't. I think the the purpose and a lot of the messaging behind the entered apprentice degree, in particular, would have been lost on me at that age. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's different, right? So some people mature a little bit younger. I know some 16 year olds that. You know, have the mind of a 25-year-old, and maybe um, those types of individuals, if they find themselves in a lodge at 18, um, it would work out for them. And in fact, I know a couple um, brothers that were raised at age 18 and 19 um, in our sister lodge in Liberty Continental, and they turned out to be great brothers. Right, their minds were open to the prospect. They were big into history. Um, really, really well respected, nice kids. Right, they kind of already had the moral compass before finding Freemasonry. Um, and they turned out to be great brothers as a result. But um, So that's my personal opinion. Like, I don't think I would have been ready for it at that age. But, you know, if, the, the, if our grand jurisdiction said, hey, you know, um, 18 is the age, then I'm totally fine with that, right? Because I know there are, I know there are men that are that age that would turn out as great Masons. 
but so that's my opinion. I don't think we should push it up to 21 or mandate it or anything like that at the Grand Lodge level. I think it's uh, it's a case by case kind of thing. Nice. Worship Brother Joe. Kind of along the same lines as uh, Worship Brother Ken, where I think I'm fine with it being 18. However, your investigation committee has to do their job and determine if that person is ready to start that journey. I'm, I'm glad to hear that Worshipful Brother Ken had a different experience with a couple brothers in uh, Liberty Continental because I can honestly say I have yet to see a Mason that started at 18 that stuck with it. That even got beyond... Like, I know quite a few that never got past the EA degree. Like, they did the EA degree and then they just stopped showing up. Right. So, but I do think it's an individual thing. I know 18-year-olds that are super mature. I wasn't one of them. I know 21-year-olds that are certainly not ready to start that journey. Right. Uh, I started mine when I was about 37, 38, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, you know, I wish I had started it earlier, but I don't know that I would have been ready at an earlier point in my life to do it. So I think age is relative, and it really depends on the individual. And that's where your investigation committee really has to do their due diligence and make sure they're ready. You know, if it's somebody that came up through D-Malay and spent, you know, five, six years in D-Malay and wanted to do it at 18, yeah, they're probably more prepared than most 21-year-olds that I know. Uh, but it, it, it could certainly vary. Am I getting lit up in the comments? No. It's actually me and Ken getting lit up from Danny Collins. Oh, good. Oh, uh, God. Let's go back here. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm getting hammered wow. right now. Uh, I'll read a couple so that you guys could know where exactly the Discordians are firing their shots at. And uh, Bill Powell, uh, we'll, we'll get into Bill Powell's uh, afterward, but Danny Collins says, oh, I remember my first Rebel tattoo. Yes, yes, I have new tattoos, so it's it's uh, <laughs> it's the join or die in my arm. And, of course, Danny Collins pointed that right out. <laughs> and so he's calling me a Rebel. Joseph Schultz, is it a rub-on tattoo like out of a gumball machine? Uh, Danny Collins, I wonder if that t-shirt fit when George bought it, or is it one of Georgie's? Uh, Danny Collins, I bet Ken wore slacks and a button-down at 18. <laughs> that's, that's factually accurate. The yes. Jim Harbaugh look? You went with the Jim Harbaugh look at 18? Adrian Poister, uh, Puppet George did that with Sharpies. <laughs> wow. Uh, and uh, Joseph Schultz finishes up with says that uh, Ken was also carrying a briefcase to high school. Very nice. <laughs> but not, not the cool leather kind. He had one of those like stainless steel metal looking ones that were, uh, yeah. that were cool for like three years. Like uh, Michael Douglas had in Falling Down. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That one. You know what, though? <laughs> There's a meme that's out there on Facebook, and it says, the older I get, the more I understand that character. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. oh, my God. That's such 100%. a great movie. It's such it's, a great movie. It's fantastic. I love that movie. Uh, Bill Powell, he says, uh, to, and this is a serious one now, um, to play devil's advocate, though, Ken, if, an immature mind, if it's an immature mind, wouldn't we want to make the imperfect stone perfect? Ah, all right. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. But part of the entered apprentice degree is without giving any, well, without giving too much away. It's, um, I think we talked about the fact that the three degrees represent the different mm. stages of life, right? Right, right. right. Um, I mean, are you really ready to be, you know, kind of reborn, for lack of a better term, at age 18? Right. Have you seen enough of life that you want to, you know, rebuild yourself, or are you still, are you just starting out? I think philosophically, it's, 
you know, um, you're, you're not really mature enough at that point. But yeah, I can see, I can see his point as well that, you know, um, you kind of at that age want to make sure that, you know, you're, 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 you're building your, uh, your life's edifice correctly and doing it in a square way. So I could see that argument as well. Yeah, but we're brother Ken, to, to piggyback on what you were saying there, so the the old adage of Freemasonry is we take good men and make them better. If you don't know how to be a man, we can't make you a better man. You need to right. understand what it is to be a man. And even if, if you're a bad, if even if you're bad at it, we'll we'll take you and make you a better man. But you need to be a man and understand what's entailed in that. And a lot of 18-year-olds don't understand that. However, you have an, uh, an 18-year-old that's been overseas and in the military and has seen some things that I hope I never see in my entire life. Mm. He might know more about being a man than some 40-year-olds I know. And that's where I was pretty much going to go with it. Uh, you know, and I said, one of the things, that I got out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps, I went to boot camp and everything, and then when I came back home, you know, uh, I braved going to a bar at the age of 18. And I walked in there, and the lady was like, I, okay, and I walk, I, I'm also in, you know, I'm, I'm on liberty, so I'm not allowed to be in my civvies. I still had to wear the Marine Corps, right. you know, at least my, my Bravos. And uh, I walked in there, and they lost their shit. You're a Marine? Well, if you're old enough to die for the country, you're old enough to drink for the country. So when in terms of being 18 or 23, um, there are a lot of 18-year-olds that are way more ch- mature than 30-year-olds. Absolutely. And I really believe, kind of along the lines of you guys, it all depends on your age does not show uh, knowledge or intelligence or you, know, you could be knowledgeable and be, you know, again, look at my daughter. She's a freaking math whiz. She's a school whiz. So half the stuff that she does, I don't care. I'm the fuck the, you know, looking at it like, what the hell is this? Especially when it comes to Common Core, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but like, but she's no, it's, coming it's, home with problems and I'm like, I, I am not equipped to handle these problems. I can't do right. it. So, you know, there are, there are, and I made the comparison, I think I did it in the, actually the Discord free chat. Shameless plug. For as little as $3 a month, you too can join <laughs> Patreon and join Discord and be insulted by people that say that you're brothers and friends. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Come on, it's a joke. <laughs> I can bust balls too. Yes, you can. I'm allowed. We worked it out. Um, but yeah, for a little as $3 a month. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tyler Woodford, uh, just said, uh, just stopping by for a quick hello. Keep up the great work, brothers and day. Enjoy y'all's day and stay safe. Hey, you as well, brother Tyler. Um, but on that point, like to, to draw the military analogy, and I know it's a movie and it's not real, uh-huh. but think of the movie Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Private Gomer. Right. Well, I, that's I, more of a psychological issue correct, rather than age. but... Right, but it's also there's a psychological issue. There's a maturity level, which are absolutely. Um, that, there's many Masons that are Masons that know, shouldn't be Masons, and there's a lot of people in the military Kirsten, that I'm I don't. Kidding. I'm kidding. It's funny. <laughs> no, no, time out. Okay, we're gonna take a little sidebar here because when I'm thinking of Private Gomer. Messner popped in my head, especially when since he shaved his head. I saw him last night. He's got a completely shaved head. Really? He looks yeah. dangerously close to Private Gomer. Am I? Am I right, Ken? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Like dangerously close. You know, if he starts walking down the street Bloody. saying, this is my rifle, this is my gun, I'm out of here. I'm not going into the, the, the bathroom with him for certain. But, but, no. but to my point, <laughs> you're, 
even if you're... Oh, this is going to go backwards. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you're old enough to join the military, which you are, like uh, 18-year-old is, mm-hmm. doesn't even mean you're mentally and emotionally or uh, at a maturity level to handle that. You know, there, there are people I know that are 18 years old that I wouldn't want them covering my back because I, I know what they are. Some of the biggest screw-ups that I knew in, uh, in high school, one of my really good friends... Right is now like a detective on the Stanford Police Department. Mm-hmm. At 18, he wasn't ready to do that. That's true. And he's, he's a much different person now than he was then. I think that comes down to the vetting process, though. Absolutely. It's the it job of the, the investigation right. committee to and figure that out. It also, you, know, you also have to understand that you know, once you get into this craft, and I think this needs to be adamantly made aware, that once you get into this, you could be brought up on sonic charges and thrown out, too. So you got to kind of you got to instill that into them, and on top of that, there's nothing wrong with initiating somebody who's not not I don't want to say not ready, but not of a completely mature mind, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And just dragging out his degrees and making him understand each and every step, right. because a lot of lodges have the problem of like, we'll throw him to the, uh, we'll, we'll throw him through the. Uh, EA degree, and then we got thrown through the fellow craft degree, so he could become a master mason, take an officer's chair. There's no time limit, right? There's no, and that's up no, to the lodge, right? Because there's nothing wrong with a brother mason or an officer of the lodge looking at an EA and be like, "Yeah, you're not ready yet. You just don't get it." When there, you and if they walk away, right? You've done your job. You've 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 vetted it, you know. But you may also see, and I'm going to argue my own against my own point here. You might see an 18 year old who. You see some intrinsic worth or, or value within them. Like, you know they have potential, but they're going to be a project. As mm-hmm. long as you're going to have a brother that's going to jump on that and be his mentor and, and, and take that on to make sure he learns the proper way and bring him <coughs> along, then that's okay. You can't bring these guys in and then leave them flounder on their own and try to figure it out on their own. If you have a strong mentorship program within your lodge, then it works. Then you can... I don't want to say take a gamble on somebody, but you can actually, you know, take that rough ashler and try to try to help them uh, smooth their corners a bit. But, you know, it's just not it's not for everybody. Right. And it, we can't force it upon people. But, you know, to, to kind of get at this as well, you know, people talk about Freemasonry and how we attract younger people and, and how we're going to bring younger brothers in. Right. You know, and this is one thing I always go back to when we talk about. What's the future of the craft? And where do we see ourselves? And you're different, but I'll ask you, I'll use your son as an example. Mm. Does he know how to go up and shake a man's hand? Does he know how to shake a hand like a man? And he may, because you may have taught him that. But do most kids his age know how to do that? No. No. That's where I see the future of masonry going, is taking these social skills that are right. some would consider old-fashioned, mm. whether it's standing up at a table when, uh, when you're at dinner and a right. woman leaves the table and you stand up. There's right. manners, there's etiquette, there's things about being a man that are considered old-fashioned, right. but we can teach that to a younger generation because that's what's going to set them apart. That's what's going to take a good man right. and make them better in this environment. Right. So if you're going to put in the time and you're going to mentor that person, you're going to give them the tools and skills they need, great. All for it. Right. If you're going to bring them in to just get numbers and hope for the best, and, and, oh yeah, God, and bring in numbers, and eventually, yeah. you know, eventually something will stick. Yep. 
No, it's, that's the wrong reason. It's absolutely wrong. brother Joseph Schultz. I joined at 23. I wasn't ready. I got a much better appreciation after learning some very hard life lessons. There you go. Yeah, good uh, point. Danny Collins says, "Oorah!" He also had another quick shot in here for me too. He says, "Can I join the military at 16 back home?" I think he meant to say, "I can join the military at 16 back home." Then again, you're dr- you don't really have a drinking age over there in England, so I mean, <laughs> can you please uh, read? Uh, bro- read uh, yeah, yeah, please read that. Cause well, that's I, I had to get Danny in there first, but right. then Joseph Schultz replied also and said, uh, "But then again, if he's British, he can do it. How difficult can it be?" <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Wainwright, hello. And then uh, let's see here. You got to go to Lee. Uh, I'm working on it. Yeah, okay. Danny Collins, and get lit up like the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bill Powell, FMP Discord, banned in 30 countries. (laughs) Uh, Lee Muscoff. This uh, is where it gets really funny. Does Ginger steal souls using Patreon? (laughs) And read Danny's (laughs) response. They just steal the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Uh, brother Danny Collins. Cheers. That was a good uh, one. Scott Blanchard. Hello, brothers. Yeah. uh, This is, oh my God, this feed is on fire right now. It's awesome. Um, Danny Collins, depends on how they're raised. You can kick a kid's ass anymore. Oh, you can't kick a kid's ass anymore. So they'll lose the ba- that basic respect. Um, I think he's, putting it bluntly, I think he's what, he's what he basically is getting at is you can't scold or you, there's no, I, I, I would say the younger generation doesn't take um, c- constructive criticism as well. I think reading between those, they don't take it depends as well. Depends on how you deliver it. Depends yes. on how you. Well, oh, that also depends on delivery. The, but the, the, the old school do it because I said so doesn't work from the millennials and younger. It doesn't work. They want to know the why. They want to know what's in it for them. They want to realize uh, why they're doing something. Where, what. Uh, no, I got to respond. I got to oh, okay. respond to a Joseph Schultz moment. Um, but if you do it in a manner where it's like, hey, let me let me give you the why. This is why what you're doing doesn't jive with what we're trying to do. Here's what here's the alternative. And here is the alternative outcome. You did this. Right. You should do this because this is what could happen if you did it that way. Right. You have to give that alternative. You've got to deliver that feedback in a different way. But to like beat somebody over the head with something, right. it just doesn't work anymore. Right. You and I, you're a military guy. You follow the chain of command. You take orders to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Mm. I grew up in a household where my father was, father was in the military. Right. If he said something, I either did it or, or I defied it. <laughs> And I got the shit kicked out of me, and then I had to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> so it was easier that way. Um, and Worship Brother Ken, I think you grew up, your father was uh, in the military as well, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. he was. So, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm also uh, sharing this on, uh, on uh, I started a watch party on my own uh, Facebook page. So uh, we got Quentin Marcel Houston, who's uh, he's my buddy from work. He's one of my boys, and he shared it from his page. So... Uh, I think we've talked about Marcel before, haven't I we? I think we think we have. So cheers, cheers, Q. Marcel. Thank you. Uh, that was also Ian did it at one point too. But uh, Mark Lindsay, I agree. Candidates need to progress at different speeds and times. But uh, getting back on what you were saying, uh, you had just said a minute ago that um, you can't really beat it into people anymore. Uh, 
you, you can't beat in old values into the new kids anymore. It's pretty right. much what you were getting. Yeah. At. I have a staff sergeant who would disagree, and I think all of the <laughs> drill instructors on Paris Island would strongly disagree with that, too. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But how many what's, – what's that tattoo on your arm? What percent go into the military? No, no, that's not – no, no, that's something else. We'll talk about yeah, that's that. that's not what that means. Okay. <laughs> That's not what that means. Okay. Uh, actually, I will tell it what it means because I believe Danny Collins is watching, who's a, a British uh, Educate me. British brother who lives in the United States. So he's basically a traitor himself. He wants to call us traitors. He's a traitor, too. It's just how it happens. I mean, what do you want from me? He, moves, he lives in the United States. He's a traitor. He's a traitor to himself. He's a traitor to himself. <laughs> love you, Danny. We uh, do love Danny. We had a great conversation with him earlier. But, uh, no, the, the three percenter. Uh, that's on the back of my arm is actually uh, it's it's not a militia, it's um it's an organization that draws its roots back from when the the Revolutionary War was going on. Three percent of the population rose up against the British. Right. So that's what three percent right. means, and it carries on to this day. And it basically they're an organization that uh, defends or stands up for the rights of those, so that you know, the government try taking those rights away. And I, I would be curious. Somebody fact check this on this yeah. right now as we're going through. I, I'm curious to see what the current percentage of the U.S. population is active duty military. Oh, I'm curious to see what I that percentage. Look up that, I could look up that. Somebody, stat, one of our listeners, can and put it on the. But comments. you know, the, the, the it's three, a very. My point is, it's a very right. small percentage of people right. that are willing to do that. Right. And it's like. Well, you know, I just want to also add that the three percenters also get a bad rap as well because uh, they're they're deemed as, oh, militia and anti-government and they're, you know. Yeah, until the shit hits the racist. fan and everybody's coming over they're, your they're house. They're racist. Yeah, but you exactly. know what, though? They say they say about Freemasonry, too. We're right. all devil worshippers, baby killers, and all that stuff. Right. So, I mean, for those who got want to talk do your homework, especially on Freemasonry. But moving on. Um, Lee Muskoff, uh, Jennifer Wainwright. That's one of our great benefits of our youth organizations. Absolutely. Uh, Lee Muskoff. This is great. I'm going to do, be doing a Masonic education seminar and making good men better this year. I think Joe, your, uh, your Josephus rules, I think are quite awesome. Yeah, there's two rules, two rules. To the so Josephus. we've talked, we've covered, uh, Washington's rules of, uh, what was the, proper name of his book. Civility. Civility. The rules of civility. But there's also the so, rules of Josephus. There's the rules of Josephus, the rules to life. And there are only two. Mm-hmm. There are only two. Mm-hmm. And if you... I, I challenge all of you. Everybody's doing these stupid chick TikTok challenges and quarantine challenges at home. Try this one. Anytime you think of something, follow one of these two rules. Rule number one. Rule mm-hmm. Josephus's rules of civility. Rule number one. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Okay. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> Rule number two. Mind your damn business. <laughs> Love it. That's it. That's all you need. Give me any sin, any scenario you can think of, and I guarantee you one of those rules will apply. Now, is the definition of asshole subjective? Okay. All right. I think there's different tiers of it. There's different tiers, and what's what you might decide as being an a-hole and what I might decide as being an a-hole might be different than what Danny Collins or the members of Discord consider being an a-hole. But all right, follow I'm those rules. I'm follow kidding. those rules. That's all. Go ahead. Uh, that's true. Uh, my mate and I are both 25. He joined at 18 and I joined at 23. Uh, both still going strong. Being from the country, I think both we both had manners 
drilled into us young. Yeah. Um, Real quick, if I may. No, I, I, if I, what he said, yeah, when he said ahead, me and my mate, I, I don't know exactly what that means because I know a lot of our Aussies say mate, right? So yeah, I don't, I don't think, he's, he's, I don't he's, think from, he's talking his partner. Uh, whatever the case yeah, is, doesn't matter. Talking but friend. He's saying uh, uh, being from the country, so I'm assuming he's somewhere in the backwoods of the country. But let yeah, me tell you, in the outback. Southerners will whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> they're big. Well, they talk about southern hospitality and being nice and everything. Southern southerners are much more. Uh, I would say um, uh, it's more instilled into them in the south. I think right with being friendly. Would you say? I would say they talk about polite, more, more polite, more polite yeah. than friendly. manners are a bigger deal. Because especially, when somebody says, especially British New Yorkers, they're the worst. So when somebody says, "Bless your heart." <laughs> Bless your heart is not like a really nice thing to say. Like they're in 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 New England, they'd say, "Stop being a." <laughs> or you're you're a special kind of stupid is what they'd say in New England. Yeah. Down south, they say, "Oh, bless your heart." So much Joe editing after this episode. Really? We can, uh, uh, we can isolate his vocal track and just cut the whole thing out, right? Scott, <laughs> Scott Blanchard. My son joined the Lodge at 19. He's an Eagle Scout in the Order of the Arrow Officer and Ritualist. The uh, Lodge was a good progression for him. We are blessed to have good men in our Lodge who have provided continued guidance. He has served as Junior Deacon and Senior Deacon and can fill in other positions. He has uh, remained on the sidelines as he focused on completing his degree. That's awesome. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, and see, but that's a perfect Danny example Collins. of somebody like I was talking before that's gone through it. That order of the arrow is, mm. is it's a pretty special thing amongst right. the scouting, and I'd love to have somebody that's familiar with scouting come on and talk about things like that because it's actually a pretty, uh, pretty cool thing. But that's somebody who's kind of followed that path mm. for several years already, and they've kind of been, I don't want to say conditioned because that sounds like they're brainwashed to it, that's the lifestyle they've already chosen to live. Right. They're ready at 18, where somebody who's out chasing skirts and, you know, going to nickel night at the local bar at 18. Right. Sneaking into Port Chester, New York, and Marty's and Lenny's to try to get in. Sounds you know, like maybe, specific sounds like specific. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're not ready. Uh, my uncle actually signed on. He's watching as well. Hey, Uncle Dan, what's going on? Hey, real quick, I just want to address uh, Bill Powell. Uh, stupid TikTok challenges. Isn't your handle Ginger Talk? No, my handle is Fat Brad Pitt. That is my TikTok handle, Fat Brad Pitt. Danny Collins, he says to us, you were traders first. Uh, Joseph Schultz, no, Danny is a sellout. Sold faster than toilet paper. Oh, wow. God. Uh, Jennifer Wainwright, your youth organizations work hard to instill those val uh, skills and values is one of the things that makes us unique. Absolutely. Danny Collins. Oh, <laughs> nope. Nah, I'm stopping it. Uh, yeah, the Discord Discord has arrived. Um, Am I really getting edited on this episode? Let's no. go back to that. No, okay. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, I'll listen to make sure. Lee Muscoff, Franklin's rules are great topics. Yeah, one of the things we covered early in the episodes was uh, Washington's rules of civility and decent behavior in company and conversation. Yes, and we did yeah. uh, we did Franklin's thing, too. On, on, where we did we, do Franklin's. He's, uh, on, where 13, did we cover that? Where did we cover that? 13 Virtues. Right, and where did we cover that? We did that uh, in the episodes. Regular no, episodes. That was on Patreon. That was, that was Patreon. not Patreon. Yes, it was. No, we pulled the card, remember? We pulled the card. That was Franklin's Cardinal Virtues. I think we did Washington's Rules of Civility on Patreon. Pretty sure. No, we read them one every... Uh, All right. I think on... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we did... Uh, You're wrong. I think we did 
um, the for lodges and Freemasons. Remember, I have two books. I got the yeah. rules of civility because we I were could be fun of the stockings thing, where it's like make sure your stockings aren't rolled down. Yeah. We're like, yeah, I think like the original ones we did do on the episodes, and yeah. then I think mm-hmm. we did the. Uh... The lodge or the masonry specific ones on Patreon only. Yes. My bad. Anyway, let's get back on topic. We're talking about the uh, 18 to our 21. I really think it needs to be um, it needs to be vetted by the lodge, and I really think it should be on a case by case basis. Um, I also look back in time. I mean, going back to the colonial times or whatever case may be. Um, I mean, I don't think that they had an age restriction then, right? I mean, kids were tilling farm at 15 years of age and getting married yeah. super young. You, you were considered a man much earlier in life. Right, because I don't think they, I think the average life expectancy was like 36 or something ridiculous back then. Yeah. I might be embellishing, which I do sometimes, but it's... No, but I it think wasn't. It wasn't all. You weren't living in. It wasn't normal. To live to your seventies and. But when did Washington then. die? He was like sixty something, wasn't he? He didn't live to be a full, old man, right? I don't think it, by today's standards, I don't think he was old. I don't think um, he was but old. They, they tried some like crappy bloodletting thing with leeches yeah, with him, that where work. that yeah, just that it didn't work out. Brutal. But I mean, look at Franklin. Franklin was he lived to be what almost in his eighties, right? Yeah, because he was a. He was a degenerate. Dirty <laughs> old was, man. He was pickled. Dirty. He was pickled. He was like he Keith. Was he was like the Keith Richards of the founding fathers. He kept yeah, himself sure. young. <laughs> he kept himself young. Ken liked that one. Uh, Lee Ken liked off. I've listened to both several times. Franklin has trouble living up to his own standards. Yeah, uh, we talked about that before. He actually um, and he admitted that though. Yes, he did. He, he actually admitted. tried to do. Well, what was it? Chastity. I think he was trying, and each he one like, of his I failed at that one. He failed at all of them. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, the OA was established by two Masons. What is the OA? Order of the Era. Thank you. It was established by two Masons. It was the National Honor Society for the Scouts. I'd love to talk about it sometime. We'd love to have, We'd love to have, have, we'd love you, to have you on and talk about it. I think it's a, a great topic, and I know a lot of... Um, you know, Rafferty, if you're watching. You know... Job uh, opportunity. Right, worshipful brother, uh, Don Domain. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a member of the Order of the Arrow. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It's like the best of the best of the scouts. Like yeah. we, we, it's, we it's be, got a really kind of like fraternal feel to it, too. Absolutely. From what I understand. I have a buddy who's a member of it as well. So uh, Brother Bill Powell says, don't question a ginger. They're powdered. They're powered by all the souls they steal. And Danny Collins says, watch out, Brother Bill. He's been known for podcast police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Do we want to address oh, the elephant in the room, or you want me to leave it alone? No, leave it alone. Okay. No, it's I'll more fun it to just, like, poke at it. Right? Okay. Leave it alone. If cool. you want to find out, though, you can get on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you'll get exclusive ads, uh, access to all this. <laughs> Sorry. Freudian slip. <laughs> I haven't even been drinking. That's the funny thing. You'll get exclusive access to Discord and all these little snarky comments that we're making. You'll see the actual conversations of. Even if you join for like one month at three bucks, trust me, it's well worth it. You'll see all of it. So you'll see it all. It's a lot of fun, and I'm glad we can laugh about it now. (laughs) I literally almost shot my beer across the room when he did that. Ah. But anyway, we're we're having some fun with some things that right. happen kind of behind the scenes. But yep. you know, if you were a member of Patreon and Discord, you'd get to know all these <laughs> funny things. But I just want to say, I love all my brothers. Absolutely, I love you all. Mm. 
Uh, maybe not equally, but I do love you all. And, you know, things just... Whatever. We are like one giant family. Fights happen. And we're know? dysfunctional. Absolutely. We're dysfunctional. Absolutely. We're like the Schultz 100%. family on steroids. We're like... I would go with the Adams family because Lurch is Skyping in right now. What was it? Right? Lurch? Why? Rafferty Skyping in? No. Who, who was the talk? You read... Yeah. yeah. Are we talking... That about? was Lurch. That yeah. was Lurch. But Lurch, who, right? who is Lurch? Rafferty? Ken. Oh, Ken. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Right? No, he's not, no he's not. Lurch. He's not. Lurch. Yeah, no, I don't have a strong enough jaw for that. <laughs> the, yeah, that's true. But he was pale like you. I'm not gonna lie though. I was waiting for a pugsley comment about me, and that would have pissed me off. Like, no, I'm the I'm the little, <laughs> I'm the fat kid. I'm pugsley. I was waiting for the pugsley one. Good. Um, I self identify as uh, Uncle Fester. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so 1821, which Ken, which brother Ken, what's your uh, final assessment on it? You think it should be uh, 18 or 21 and or up to the lodge in their vetting system? Well, after hearing everybody's opinions, I still kind of feel the same way as I did initially. I think it should be case by case. Some mm. brother or some, uh, you know, petitioners are going to be ready for it at the age of 18 or younger and some aren't. Um, and just like anything else in masonry, it all comes down to the West Gate. Yep. And um, just like, you know, anybody, whether they're in their, their 50s, their 60s, 20s, whatever, um, we should all be, you know, doing our due diligence and scrutinizing everybody who comes to our door, regardless of their age. So I'm still mm. case by case. Case by case. Where's your brother Joe? Keep it at 18. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. hella guard the West Gate. Yeah. You, you got to guard that West Gate. You, you have to. That's your job. Do your job. And again, I'm I'm going to go with case by case needs to remain it. You have to be 18 years of age to it's a minimum to, requirement to join Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. 18 minimum, and it's up to the lodge. Because again, I've you know as a secretary, I'm pretty much the the first uh, the first one that I you too. I don't know you do the same thing in your lodge, uh, Joe. Your your mother lodge, where the 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 blue form comes to you first, and you're the first one to reach contact. Yeah, and yep. I've met people, and they were just—I mean, they weren't eighteen; they were like mid thirties, and they were just oh yeah there. And the, you know, I think part of it is two things: there's going to be some people that are just freaking out there, and two, it's all the shit that people read on the internet that they think they're going to get all the gold, all the riches they're going right. to get. Oh, yo, we all know where the Ark of the Covenant's buried, and you know, oh, you guys are trying to control the world, and you know. People, I do believe, come to our gates with malicious intent, thinking that they're going to get to that level, that they're going to learn all the secrets and everything. Well, I'm sorry. You're going to be extremely disappointed. And if that's what you're coming for, you're missing the point of this. And, And I could tell you that as a Mason, I have never had a worse feeling. And we'll get in. I don't want to go too far into it, but there was somebody who petitioned our lodge and came in and I was on the fence about them and my my heart was telling me to blackball them mm-hmm. and somebody convinced me otherwise I've done that too I've done that too not gonna lie and I regretted that decision me too and there's no worse mm-hmm. feeling as a mason assuming you take the craft seriously mm-hmm. where somebody gets into our fraternity you had a gut feeling that they didn't belong there, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason you you passed on that and you mm-hmm. voted for 
the opposite for whatever reason, and it comes back to bite you, right. you feel horrible. Right. Because yeah, the damage gotta, that gotta they the damage that they could do to your lodge, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, if they just stop showing up, that's one thing. But if that person then becomes a non toxic. a toxic right. brother, right. then you're like, I had a chance to safeguard my lodge, mm. I didn't, and you feel horrible. Right. You feel absolutely horrible when that happens. So keep it at eighteen. Do your mm. freaking job. First and foremost, you have to be a man of lawful age. That that is a minimum requirement. I guess it varies, you know, depending on where you are in the world. But, I mean, the legal definition of an adult is 18 in this country, right? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But that that being a man of lawful age, it's it's a minimum requirement. It's not a guaranteed ticket in. I was going to say, not for nothing, though, but, I mean, there... I mean, if you get in trouble in the law and you're 16, sometimes you're tried as an adult, right. depending on the severity of it. Right. So what are we talking about here? Like, what is considered to be a legal age of a man? Like, if you can be tried as an adult at 16, right. you know, and again, I, but then I, you, I you have other people at 30 that are deemed not competent to stand trial because they don't have the mental right. capacity or whatever. My, uh, yep. my, my uncle actually chimed in and he says, uh, Uncle Dan. He's, uh, I think he's the uh, co. Oh boy, I'm gonna screw this up, but he's gonna be pissed at me. But uh, I believe he's the uh, either the the co-chief, I believe, of the fire department in Sonia. He says the file department is 18. Uh, the fire department is uh, 18, pending a background check. Some lodges do background checks. Um, that's another. That's another topic we should cover. Yeah, on we'll cover that. That's, that's, a, that's whole, a controversial that, topic. Yeah, that's a whole. And it shouldn't be, but it is. It is. And I just want to say, brother Danny Collins. I love you, man. I love you. You're the best. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. I don't even know if I'm going to read it. No, he, uh, you so know, he it, all kidding right? aside, <laughs> all kidding aside, I do love brother Danny Collins. I do. He's a good brother, and he and I have had some sidebar conversations. Mm. He's a good guy. We might not agree yes. every single time. I actually spoke to him a good man. I spoke to him earlier today, called him up on the phone. We were talking through text because he was working buried today, but we had a good conversation as well. Um, I actually took back my want and desire to tar and feather him. <laughs> I took it back, and wow, then he replied. Hard and then, and then, as any true Brit would do, he threw it back in my face and called me what Pat Militich called me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome! But no, brother Danny Collins, God bless you. Cheers to you. Adrian Poyser says uh, the lodge I'm pledging for does background checks. Yeah, and that's at least in our jurisdiction. That's on a lodge case by case basis. If you want to do that, uh, it's Adrian, a huge you should debate. join uh, we Patreon. Should, we should, honest to God, do an entire episode on that because there's. I mean, I, I'd love we to should. get into it now. God, I, he, there's so much back and forth on that one. There's because yeah, I'm. A big topic. I'm. Believe it or not, I'm against it. That's interesting. I'm against it. That's very interesting. Yes. I am against it. We'll talk off air about it, and then we'll or, chop it up. Or for $3. No. Well, no. We, <laughs> we can end this topic and do that as a Patreon exclusive, that topic. Uh, that, that's gonna, that could get heated. I, I, I'm not saying we have to. It's just an idea, man. It's we'll think an about idea. it. All right. I'll think about it. It's just an idea. These savages little t- jump little on teaser. here. <laughs> little teaser. 
Um, only uh, Rush with Greg Schultz. Only legal adult if mentally competent. Yeah, true. Absolutely. How did he get in? Oh my God! Christ, I had to take that shot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Rush with Joseph Schultz was on before. I think he signed off. That's all right. Um, New Jersey does. Uh, Bill Powell. Uh, New Jersey does background checks across the state. Yeah. Um, I don't. Again, in this in our jurisdiction in Connecticut here, um, oh, and even Matt Crow says all Australian lodges do background checks. Uh, Lee Moskov, I think I read that M, uh, Massachusetts requires a legal background check. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if that's a grand jurisdiction thing. If they're saying, I think that's per grand jurisdiction. Uh, here in Connecticut, we don't, and we kind of left it up. I think it was a couple of grand lodge sessions ago where it was left up to... Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm, yeah. it. I'm going to Mike Adams. Joseph Schultz. No, I went Mike Adams. Oh, okay. Hashtag not your DD anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and he's he's a proponent for a uh, Worship Brother, a right Worship Brother. Mike Adams is a proponent. He says, uh, yes, it should be 18 with a good with background a good, check. Good, solid. My opinion is someone at least 25 before they sit in the East. Well, I mean, realistically, the the... The progression should be eight years, right? From bottom floor to top, right? Isn't it eight yeah. years? Yeah, based on theory. how our progressive lines So they work, shouldn't, yeah. at 18, you should not skip chairs. Right. If you're going to be a leader of men, mm-hmm. you need to have a certain life experience. I agree with them 100% on that. You can't lead men if you haven't lived life, if you haven't experienced their struggles, if you don't know how to motivate grown men, mm-hmm. which is challenging at 40, let alone... You know, 25. Yep, I agree there. You got to have some experience leading people. That's not the time to figure it out. Right. You go through the chairs to figure that out, and there's a certain amount of life experience. Like, I've seen worshipful masters that have been in a corporate environment that sometimes lead very well, but maybe... You know, they have a different type of leadership where you have worshipful masters that have a military background that maybe are used to chain of command. Right. That might not always. Who did, that was Ken's candy. Just, like, ripped sorry. the fart or something. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's in my face and I hit my mic by accident. I'm sorry. Ken's like. I try to avoid like, that. Right, right in the middle of you talking. Like, But you need to be old enough to know that there's different leadership styles to, to influence and motivate different kinds of personalities. And you don't have that at a young age. He didn't even spray the Febreze, though. I'm still hung up on the fart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I do agree with you. And, you know, personally, I, again, I I don't really want to get into the background checks now, but. No, but it's a good teaser. We're going to do it on a future topic. Absolutely. We have to get into that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I guess. Me, believe it or not, I would like to think that I have a nose for getting to know people. I can almost tell. I'm like, a, I can almost that's why tell. You loved me right away. Sir, no, no bullshit aside. That's why I did like you right away. Honest to God, that's why me and you got along great right from the jump. I have a nose for people. There are certain people I don't deal with. I'm good. Like I will. I'm courteous. I'm nice. I do the. The, the hey how you doing thing right, and right. then and I but I really think that also goes into our vetting process is even without a background check or anything 18 21 you know 57 you know something's not right with this person right. they're not ready or no this ain't for them like Messner like <laughs> 
we pick on Messner I know, all the time. We do. We have to pick on him, though. He's, he's, he's an easy target. He's I'm sorry. He's an easy target. He's like that bear at the I'm carnival that goes back and forth. I'm still pissed off bing, that bing, he bing. doesn't come up here, and I always wanted to do him as a scribe and put him in a Roman toga. And have That's him just walk around like in the show room. That's probably why he was come up there. But I thought it would be funny to like, just describe and have him walk in with the Roman toga like in the show Rome. Remember the guy yeah. just standing in the middle of the forum reading the news? That's Messner. Yeah. We do it the whole hand thing too. You know what I'm talking about? To be! To be! Or not to be! Friends, Roman <laughs> countrymen, lend me your ear. <laughs> oh, poor Messner. He gets his ass beat all the time. <laughs> Uh, but what do you got, Ken? What are you? What yeah. are your thoughts? Not on Messner, but in general. In general, that's pretty much all I had, man. I mean, I like I like the fact that we're going to do this topic. Um, I think it's it's yeah. critical to talk about to what extent we need to do investigation outside of the normal investigation process for petitioners. I think that's a discussion we need to have. And I don't think we've covered it before. No, I don't think we have. I think we may have dabbled on it, but I don't think we actually. We haven't gone fully into it. it. And it's it's a it's a raw nerve for a lot of people. Yeah, like yeah. it's one of those things where it's not. Most people aren't like yeah, whatever. There are usually pretty strong opinions on both sides of whether we should right. or shouldn't. Mm. So, and that's where you know what, that would be a good episode to get some law enforcement brothers in here. Because they're yeah. familiar with background checks. Because there's a true. lot of different yes. kinds. People throw out background checks, and there's multiple kinds. Right. They go different levels. So I don't think you need to do like a full-on freaking credit report either and all that no, stuff. No, but you know what? No. Let's let's get a definition of what a, a... You have to standardize a definition of what a background check is before you can agree on it or disagree I don't on agree it. with it across the board. Okay, well then, that that's I disagree with you wholeheartedly, which is why this <laughs> is going to make a great topic. It's going to make a great yeah. You and I are usually on the same page. Yeah. Not and when one. we disagree, it's usually a pretty good discussion. Yeah. No, so, definitely. Ken, where, just Ken, without getting too far into it, yes or no, background check? Yes. Okay. Oh, so right. I'm the naysayer, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's fine. But, but I know a couple those... of right wishful brothers that go either way, that are okay. vehemently against it or totally yeah. for it. So maybe we get a couple of them up and we... Uh... Well, this also, this is very similar to our discussion on um, firearms and lodge, guns yeah. and lodge. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Where we all disagreed. We, right. I was the outlier on that one, but right. great discussion. So, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. that'll definitely be a uh, future topic. Yeah. Jim Delvaney says, uh, uh, brother Jim Delvaney says, uh, background check should be mandatory. <sighs> I'm going to go with no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with them, but this yeah, I mean, yeah, we let's not let's not get too far. Let's save this for another. Yeah, no, we will. We will. It, it's we could spend. I agree with an easy hour. We could spend an easy hour, hour and a half on this. Easy. Yep. Um, like Sunday morning, easy. But I would say, don't start, please don't. Uh, Just the mic where I can uh, shut the game off. <laughs> 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 That's not nice. <laughs> Why? I'll stop. I'll stop. No, you're fine. You're fine. No. You're gonna shut me off. I'm not gonna shut you you're off. You're gonna shut me down. <laughs> you're gonna put me on echo. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man, 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 on the face of the earth. Earth, earth. 
All right, enough of that. <laughs> oh, anyway, back. We'll get back into the eighteen or twenty-one. I really, uh, I'm a firm believer in that it it sh- it should be a vetting process that needs to be. And, and I'm also a firm believer if somebody comes in at eighteen, uh, and this is going to tie right into our background checks episode. I think that might even be next. We might have to we have, might have to piggyback. Well, we have uh, we have is uh, brother Paul Lamb coming in on Sunday or calling in. Our, um, oh, well, Rafferty. Have to check. Rafferty. Rafferty. Damn you. <laughs> what do you guys think about college lodges? About mm, lodges that are like... Like an ROTC kind of thing? No. No? I'm a hell, I'm a hell no on that one. I think it's okay. dangerous. I don't know, because when you bring that up, I'm thinking of it from a standpoint of like a college fraternity. No, no, no. So, so no, not, not Greek life. Okay. An actual Masonic lodge chartered under the jurisdiction of the state in which it resides, but on a college campus and geared toward, you know, younger brothers and maybe the brothers that are in the line are of college age or, I don't know, or uh, post-grads or something like that. I'd have to see. I will reserve judgment to get your echo in. No college lodges. I think they exist because we were talking about it on uh, free chat on Discord, and uh, when we talked a little bit about this subject, I think one of the brothers brought it up. I think it was um, uh, God. It was uh, one of our brothers from Massachusetts brought it up, and I guess they yes. do have lodges that are on college. Brother Ben campus. Blumenthal brought that up. Initially, yeah. it makes me uneasy, much like that uh, Masonic neon light that uh, Brother Danny Collins posted. That neon sign of a Masonic lodge. That I it, it, I just keep thinking in my head like the flashing Jesus saves neon sign. Um, I'm not um, a fan of it, and I'll tell you why. Because we already have Skull and Bones, which is right down the road in Yale, that is already tied into us, and they're Clandies. They're not Clandies. They're actually, uh, no, they just stole like they stole a lot of Clandies. 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 No, but Skull and Bones, Clandies. they have. They got. They have the skull and bones, which mimic us. Um, yes, I got it. You feel better, Clandies. <laughs> yeah, but not every university has that. Like that's a real right. thing. But so, I feel so I like think, a lot of fraternities in college are just freaking party houses. Right, and that's where that's I, where yeah. you have to draw that distinction. Of, right. No, no college fraternities that are Freemasons because. What's going to happen if it turns into a freaking party house? That is going to, you know, now you're coming out of these college lodges, but, and you're going to expect that when you get to, uh, I guess you could say, f- streamline Freemasonry in that respect. Right. Now they're going to be like, whoa, this isn't what I thought it was. Right. But now you're going to have but, a new generation that's trying to bring that party life to the quote unquote mainstream masonry. Like, I'm a hell no on that one. And that's where I think, you know, Worshipful brother Ken brought up a great point. My initial thought is like yours. I think of Animal House. I think uh-huh. of a college fraternity, and I'm like, no, no, no. However, if, what if you not? you what you have the ROTC in college, but which I, 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 let me let me okay. let me go with this. All right, all right. If it's under the jurisdiction of the Grand Lodge and they have an actual charter, you could yank their charter at any time. Right. So if they are they would getting outside of due bounds, governed under the same rules that any lodge. Right, would. and if you were to have it, I think it would be prudent, much like we have a Grand Lodge handler. Mm-hmm. Perhaps one of these college lodges has a Grand Lodge. I'll say handler, being facetious and and funny, but representative 
to make sure that they stay within due bounds. And I'd have to see it in practice. My initial thought is it makes me uneasy. A pinch pin! <laughs> right, Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer! She sucks. Um, it's a pinch pin! But I'd almost have to see it in practice before yeah. I could make a final judgment. But, like I said, if, if you had a Grand Lodge representative in that... If that were the stipulation... I might be okay with it. I, I might be okay with I it. I think the rules would have to be very... Oh, there would have to be some strict. very clear expectations. Yes. Very yeah. clear. But let, let's say it were. Let's, let's say, say it were, were but it, have to be, it would have to be as, like, say, um, a... a Pledge pin! I just want to say pledge pin. But it'd have, to be a dry, it'd have to be a dry fraternity house. You couldn't have alcohol yeah. in that house. Mm. That would be one of the things. All right. Well, I mean, they, they made Connecticut pretty much dry unless you're right. a bottle club. So, I mean, what's the difference? So let's not let's say it's not it's not a house it's not like Greek life at all it's just a Masonic lodge that happens to be on the college campus and there could be professors and you know staff and other you know anybody could be a member of it that could be accepted as a Mason but it's geared toward students. Now you right, have so the intrigue. Let's assume Ken. that that's the case. Do you think that would be good for the fraternity, or do you think it would be bad for the fraternity? So now, Ken, you have me thinking. Once you brought the professor piece into it. You have me thinking, without the tragic ending, something like a dead poet society kind of thing, where you have this higher level education. You have these college professors that are imparting wisdom on another generation. Now you have me intrigued. Right, Marshall, now you have me really intrigued. Right, Marshall and Mike right. Adams, thanks for tuning in. I have something for you here, and this is from uh, Deborah Wainwright Skullbomb says, what about campus outreach by local lodges to colleges instead of a chartered university lodges have local lodges with alternate meeting locations on campus that I would be down for yeah, actual yeah. have a lodge that's part of the university. No, Joe's against it. I'm here's where I'm against it. And, and, right. and, and perhaps I'm not understanding it. The way that you guys are. Deborah, sold. To me, that sound, when I think of that, I think of job fairs on college campuses where we're recruiting. Mm. That's where I think, that's, that's where my mind goes because I've done a lot of college job fairs. And I don't. <sighs> so I got to put a plug in for the community page. And I don't remember who did it, but it was the, the, the timeline of Pauly Jr. and Pauly Sr. fighting. Yes. And it says, How do I become a Mason? To, to be one, ask one. one. I just asked one. <laughs> <laughs> to be one, ask one. When you started saying recruiter, it was the first thing I thought yeah. of. But I am asking right. one. <laughs> I, right. To but, be one, ask one. <laughs> so that is my, my initial first blush impression is. God, that seems like a recruiting wing, and that's not what we do. Matthew Crow, what about advertising at universities for standard lodges? I'm down with that, too. Why not? Scottish Rite got their billboard up. Not then, just yeah. a man, a mace. Hold on. Got it again. Not just a man, a mace. I don't know. There's a fine line there. There's there's, there's a fine line between. It out there. There's, but there's a fine. Hear me out. There's a fine line between that and then. Now you're standing out on campus handing out pamphlets. Then next thing you know, you're shaving. We do hand out pamphlets. No, we don't not anymore because nobody freaking no, reads pamphlets. <laughs> nobody reads pamphlets. Now you're going to make Damn me angry. <laughs> I've been saying this for 
five freaking years now, and that's why you hit this freaking corner, because you know it pisses me off. <laughs> I've, I've said it, and I actually said it to Wright Warsher uh, Brother Shane earlier today. I said, I'm Mr. Pipe Bomb. I love throwing pipe bombs out there and just waiting yeah. for somebody to pick it up, and it explodes. <laughs> Struck an arrow. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop. I apologize for yelling. I'm gonna bring it down. No, no. I'm gonna bring it down. But who do you know under the age of sixty that reads a freaking pamphlet? Oh, shit. Like, think about it. Anytime you've ever been anywhere and somebody's handed you a pamphlet, what have you done with it? <laughs> I mean, away. when you I throw it away, and, and you I walk, got, like you guys probably did too, an armload of little trinkets and stuff that you get, like you know, or, all or, kinds of different stuff, and. Some of those things involve like pamphlets for some of the appended right. bodies. Well, yeah, I read them. Oh, you okay? So when you hear this, Ken, ding dong, have you heard the good news? You read that yeah, pamphlet? Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. That, no. Just right. start it out yeah. there. Let's just shave our heads and wear togas and play tambourines and hand out pamphlets in the airports. I'm down. Like the freaking Hari Krishnas. <laughs> like that's that's. Yeah, I'm 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 in. <laughs> I was doing that intentionally. God damn you, George. Damn it. I was... I was Deborah also writes, not recruiting, but visibility. Make it known that the Lodge is part of the community and available for fine men to learn more. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just have I'm an event in like a venue that's on campus or something, right? Like a, a Just a table that says like that. Freemasonry. Change my mind. That's why we have open houses. Yeah. There that's you why go. we have open houses. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Oh, God. When we had open house here at Morningstar Lodge, you know how many people showed up? Whose fault is that? The churches. That's where we were. Okay. You should have handed out more pamphlets, damn it. God damn you, kid! You motherfucker! Damn it! Oh, my God. See, I don't find the open house is very... Um, and this is... Maybe it's just a psychological thing that most people will... Most people will not come to you. You need to go to them. So I feel like the open house is kind of a waste of time, unless you have a big giant building like a New Haven that's beautiful with the architectural ceilings and it's something to look at, you know. Not if whereas, you go ahead, go ahead. I'm whereas, sorry. no, no, you're fine. Uh, whereas, if you are actually out in the limelight showing people, I think it's a little. It, it, me personally, I feel like if I'm not saying walk up to people and hand out pamphlets yeah don't do that Please um don't but that. but you know to have a presence like what, what deborah's saying yeah no i'm down with it no and i having a presence is good so my mother lodge ashler aspatuck and easton jim put up a picture of a bomb <laughs> it's me we don't do our open house in october when grand lodge recommends it we do it on memorial day because the parade for memorial day in easton goes right by our goes lodge, right by the lodge yeah. and right. we offer free parking at our lodge for the parade and right. we sell things outside of the lodge for the parade. And we do tours of the lodge because it's a historic building within Easton. Mm. It was the Grange building before it was our lodge. Right. And we do it in conjunction with that. And every year we get at least one or two people that kind of like, yeah, I think this might be something I want to be a part of. Do your open house in conjunction with a large event. Don't do it because Grand Lodge says you must do it on October 12th. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like, don't do... No, figure out what the best time for the most exposure. Yeah, make yourself visible. Do you hand out pamphlets? No. God damn it, no. Because I'm in charge. I, I do the tours. No. 
No. <laughs> Ken, I'm going to get him to explode before the end of this episode. Yeah, I don't know, man. You've been needling him all night. Like, <laughs> I have. No, I no freaking pamphlet. I'm like the a shot to blood, though. I see a little bit of blood. Here, here's, my, here's my thought on pamphlets, okay? Uh-huh. It's lazy. What it's about freaking, trestle boards? No, no, stop. Trestle boards no, are no, a pamphlet. Stop. No, let's stick on pamphlets. Let's stay on pamphlets. Because trestle <laughs> boards only go to members. And it's a schedule. It's a calendar. Okay. Yeah. To the to the uninitiated, uh-huh. I'm gonna say it. pamphlets are lazy. Okay. Pamphlets are I don't want to talk to you here. Read this and come back to me if you want to. If I can't in 15 minutes engage you and convince you that this is something that you want to be a part of, then I'm I fail. Right. I fail, or it's not right for you. But if you... I'm grabbing the freaking microphone right now. <laughs> you do I just want to kill this live cord. He's going to be... No, but... Handing out a pamphlet is lazy. It's lazy masonry. It's lazy, quote-unquote, recruiting. If I can't explain it to you in a manner that's going to engage you, mm-hmm. and if you're on the fence, convince you... Right. Then I shouldn't be the face of that organization. I shouldn't be doing that. It's freaking lazy. It's lazy. Can I pull one out of Samuel L. Jackson's? Please. Well, allow me to retort. <laughs> Please do. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. God, I, how did we get on so this? So, before this whole pandemic everything, I just have to say that I've been social distancing since before it was cool. So, if you walk I've been up doing to it me, since second grade. I'm a ginger. Uh, <laughs> but here we go, right? If you walk up to me and want to talk to me about Freemasonry, like, I might not want to talk to you. It's kind of like, yeah, dude, you're, I, I'm good. Like, I don't want to talk. It's like, uh, oh, my God. It's like the, the key. It's like the, 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 the friggin' huts in the middle of the mall. When she just walks up and goes, oh, yeah, no. Right, and you freaking ignore her. Yeah, stay away from me. Right. But that's just my thing. Whereas if you just walk over and say, here, check this out. And then I let allow me to go about my business. So, I, I, but, it, but. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying, he's turning red. He's turning more red than red. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So, yes, some people might want to be approaching. You should make yourself approachable. Stand there. And, hey, if they walk up, hey, what's this all about? Boom. There's your avenue to talk about it. Or maybe somebody just walks up and goes and takes that pamphlet off the table and walks off with it. Got him going. Got him going. I got him going. <laughs> you have no idea. I've been relishing this shit since Puppet George popped up. Okay. This is my moment. I have it. I'm not going to let off the brakes on this one. Like a shark, I smell blood in the water. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Would you like final word? <laughs> I don't know that it's going to be final. Go back and forth. Brother, uh, ahead, real quick, ahead, brother Bill yeah, Powell, uh, we do an open house on Independence Day. Last year was the first time we partnered with the local celebration committee to promote it. Easily had 100 people in the lodge for the tour. That's awesome. So that kind of goes to what you were saying with the open houses. Me, yeah. I'm, I'm good with open houses. I think they're Christian Donnerstag. Uh, open house doesn't work with us. Yeah, didn't work here either. We have a strict timeline for guest meeting that takes one year and eight meetings to fix topic. And ugh, that's a big word. You got to dumb it down for me there, Christian. But thank you, brother. Um, assistance. Yeah, the fixed topic and assistance to the guests. Sorry. Um, uh, doesn't look like it's spelled right, but that's right. Maybe it's me. Okay. 
Yeah, you know, uh, Bill Powell, you know the Brits are going to make mailing Ken pamphlets now. <laughs> That'd be Joe. Don't mail him to Ken. <laughs> Ken's got one on the live feed. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Ken's sitting here on the, the, on the live feed, and he's got a pamphlet in his hand on the camera. That's awesome. You mother. <laughs> I think we covered this one. What do you think? Unless you got something else you want to add. I got a lot, but I'll let it go. <laughs> I'll let it go. I really think okay. next episode, though, we should cover the uh, background checks. We'll really get heavy into it. Let's cover background checks and, and recruiting. Background checks and... Or perhaps quote, recruiting. Quote-unquote recruiting could be another. That we could probably... I could fill an hour with that just by myself. By like, Right. God, you got me fired up. It's been <laughs> a long Powell. time since you've got me this fired up. <laughs> Brother, no fun episode. Brother Bill Powell totally snorted laughed when Ken held the pamphlet up. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I looked down and I seen it. That was a freaking good one. So, all right. What do you think, brothers? I think we pretty much killed We put nip this one in the bud. What do you think? Yes, sir. All right. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Push it down. I'll push it down. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, everybody who watched. Uh, we're going to shut this down. We're going to keep the uh, live feed going for momentarily afterward. But we're going to shut this down. So, for the Freemasons Podcasts, I am Right Worship Brother George Mudry signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off. And Worship Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Good night.